baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We are halfway to the weekend. It's Wednesday already. I'm Scoot on the air. Glad you're with us. Wednesday, December the 27th. This is a New Year's Eve weekend. You've heard the forecast. It's going to get cold AF tonight and tomorrow morning and over the weekend, but it looks like it's going to be really nice. A little chilly, but come on, it's the end of December. A little chilly, maybe a New Year's Eve, but uh, that's kind of what we expect. Uh, the good news is it doesn't look like there's going to be any rain until Monday and then maybe some some rain then. But look, I, I remind you once again that even though Dick Clark's uh, rocking Christmas, uh, rocking New Year's Eve is not coming here, that doesn't matter. I mean, we had great New Year's Eves before they came, and we'll have another great New Year's Eve uh, without them. So the fact that some things, and you know, the official statement is that it was financial, but I have sources that uh, told me that it, it also crime had something to do with it. But of course, you know, the official representatives of the city don't want that to get out, but apparently some... Uh, cars were broken into uh, to, to last year, and there were contributing uh, factors to that, but uh, crime was in, it was in the mix. And it's something the city needs to fix. But that should not stop anybody from going downtown to New Year's Eve. I mean, I, I'm there. I, 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 one year, I, I missed it. The last couple of years, there was one year I missed it. But other than that, I'm down there. I'm down on Bourbon Street, or I'm at Jackson Square, and I love it. And and the key now is don't think about what's not going to be there. Think about what's going to be there, and it's uh, it's going to be huge. And the Sugar Bowl is just an incredible game this year between the Washington Huskies and the Texas Longhorns. And the Washington Huskies arrived uh, at the airport last night about 7.45, and the Texas Longhorns arrived today. I don't know. I mean, maybe they're in today, but uh, maybe they're in already. But at some point, they will uh, they will arrive today. What a heartbreaker last night! The Pels had a 15 point lead against the Grizzlies in the Smoothie King Center, and they lost. Now that hurt. And I heard people saying things about the Pelicans that had been said about the Saints. I mean. Why aren't they focusing? Why aren't they concentrating? What happened? I mean, C.J. McCollum, toward the end of the game, missed two key free throws. Come on, dude, it's a free throw. If he would have made those two, it might have changed the attitude of the team. Although C.J. did come down and hit just a, a flawless three-pointer from from way out in the parking lot. But that wasn't uh, wasn't quite good enough. Anyway, um, Pelicans are still, you know, doing well. But, you know, recently it seems like they're, they're, they're kind of falling apart uh, at some point in, in the game. And uh, apparently more concentration is, is needed. Uh, coming up, I'll tell you what uh, Detroit Pistons fans are telling the owner of the Detroit Pistons. The Detroit Pistons suffered their 27th consecutive loss 
last night. 27th consecutive loss, and the fans are telling the owner what to do. No, not that, but but something else. We'll uh, we'll, we'll tell you about that. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, the Saints can make the playoffs, but you know, this is why you have to be careful when you say, "Well, we 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 can control what we can control." Well, the Saints have been in control of a lot of things and let things slip, and that was a disappointing loss. Uh, again, a, a a good team against uh, the Rams Thursday night. The Saints were on the road. The Rams need to get to the playoffs, too. Both teams with identical 7-7 seven and seven records. Something had to break. And it was the Saints that, that, that broke. But the Saints came back, and they almost did it. So they've got the talent to do it if they can focus for an entire game. And they're going to have to focus this week in Tampa Bay against the Bucks, or they're not going to win. So when the Saints say, well, we're going to control what we can control, and that means winning the last two games. Well, that was the case before the Rams game. You can control what you can control. You can control how you play that game. And, you know, it just didn't seem like the Saints were, were entered in, in the beginning. Bobby Abear last night on the Second Guest Show asked a really, really important question. And this was, I guess, the, this was the, the coach's show or Saints Hour. Uh, it was part of the, the Second Guest Show when Bobby Abear was talking to um, General Manager Mickey Loomis. And he said that there have been situations where quarterbacks have been let go even though there was big investment in that quarterback. And I think Bobby Abier brought up Alex Smith was an example of that. And Bobby asked uh, Mickey Loomis if, if he would consider letting Derek Carr go, even though there's been this big investment in Derek Carr. I don't blame Mickey Loomis for giving the answer he gave, which was, uh, it's the, you know, we're still in the season I'm not going to speculate on that. And I totally understand that answer. But that's, that, that is the ultimate question. If Derek Carr doesn't finish out the season uh, doing really, really well, really well, then will the Saints part with him even though they've invested in him? And Bobby Abier brought up some other situations around the NFL where teams have bailed on their quarterbacks that they've invested in. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Ian Hoke is back, and he is our senior producer back in the studio. Thanks for being here. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to you, too, as well. Missed you. Yeah, missed you, too. Glad you're back. Coleman did a great job while you were gone. Always. As always, but yeah, uh, it's, great it's to have clutch. you back. Yeah, man, it's good to be back. Yeah. So um, you went back to Colorado. Yeah, I flew did back you, to Colorado. Did you get some of the snow? No. Wow. Yeah, I was I was really disappointed. I was looking at the forecast the day before I left, and it looked like I was going to have a white Christmas. Yeah. And then uh, the snow did not materialize. Instead, it rained a tiny bit. It uh, did. Uh, it did. It did snow in the mountains. I did yeah. get a chance to go skiing uh, just one day. Oh, good. And we had a couple fresh inches of powder. Nothing to write home about. Maybe like two or three inches. That's nice. Which is kind of you know I'm not I I only get to go skiing maybe two or three times a year. So if it's a powder day, great. If it's not, you know I'm going to make the best of it. But um, all things told, yeah, I was. A great vacation mom dad my sister uh my brother-in-law and my nephew were all there and a lovely time was had by all. that's really great i'm glad it was a, a good christmas for you yeah, and man. uh yeah the, those uh, those powder days are were great days i remember when i, I was living in, in denver and I, I snowboard and and uh you know it was just awesome and you know i i learned to snowboard in the poconos in the east <laughs> yeah. when i was living in philadelphia no doubt and uh it doesn't take long for it to get very icy there mm-hmm 
And uh, I ended up in the hospital a few times. A few um, times? Yeah, a couple of times. Oh, well, man. I mean, not like overnight stay, but just like, you know, serious sprains that I yeah. thought might have been broken. Tailbone. Um, but as as uh, as dry as it might be in, uh, in Denver in terms of, of no new snow or Colorado in terms of no new snow, at least it doesn't tend to get so icy as it does in the in the east. Yeah, it can it can not snow for you know several days or a week maybe, and the snow still stays yeah. kind of fluffy out there. So yeah. yeah, it's nice. Hey, today is the second day of Kwanzaa, and the principal celebrated today is self determination. A little bit more about that coming up. And yesterday, uh, yesterday was the the first day, and the first principle of Kwanzaa is unity. And we talked about that yesterday. There was an aspect of of unity that. Um, caused some questions to be asked about, well, wait a minute now, what does that really mean? Well, one of our listeners is a history buff, and he sent me an email and kind of explained what it might mean. So a little bit more on maybe the misunderstanding that some have about unity as part of Kwanzaa. And for those of you who weren't with us yesterday, I simply explained it this way. Only 2.6% of the population celebrates Kwanzaa. That, That doesn't matter. But it's part of our country. It's part of a culture which is part of our country. And instead of rejecting it as, ah, it's a bunch of bogus BS, instead of that, why not learn from it? There's not one principle in Kwanzaa that should not be appreciated by everyone. So we simply share that. And maybe some of those who aren't celebrating, maybe they'll start to want to actually celebrate that. It is an African, African African-American celebration. But there's no reason to reject that. There's no reason to, to, to not talk about what we, can, what we can get from that. So we'll get into that. Also, the border has been a crisis for a long time. It's getting worse. There's an even bigger mess at the crisis now. But can anything be done to stop the flood of migrants coming into America? We'll I talk about that. Also, on Friday, we're going to select the Scoot on the Air Person of the Year. Who do you think deserves to be the person of the year. I think we start taking nominations today. So if you want to nominate somebody, you can send us a text or you can call us. And the Oakland Heart Talk and Text Line is 504-260-1870. That's 260-1870. Uh, nominate somebody who you think should be the person of the year. Now, that's the person that that had the biggest impact on the news or, or made the most news over the course of uh, 2023. And it can be anybody. So who do you think deserves to be the person of the year? And we'll announce it on Friday, but we'll take some, some nominations today. And also, I want to talk about this, um, this Thibodeau police officer who shot and killed a dog Christmas Day. And it seems that there are now questions about whether or not the dog needed to be shot and killed. So we'll talk about that as well. All right. So if you are traveling, heavy rain in the Northeast, and this could cause travel nightmares for a lot of people. But so far, there are no major storms in the forecast for New Year's, according to the National Weather Service. More than 115 million people were expected to travel over the holiday period, with Thursday being one of the heaviest, according to AAA. Drivers in parts of the Northeast will need to prepare for rainy travel, especially along the I-95 corridor, says National Weather Service meteorologist William Churchill. There could be some isolated instances of flash flooding as well with that, but for the most part, it'll just be nuisance, heavy rainfall, uh, causing some uh, travel headaches. And he says the winter storm that hit the Midwest is mainly over, and the New Year's forecast is looking pretty decent. There could be a little bit of 
rain and snow in parts of the central and northeast, but it doesn't look like any major storm at this point. I'm Julie Walker. And there are going to be fireworks on the river right here in New Orleans. It is a, an, an incredible spectacle. And if, you, uh, if you've never seen it, you should see it. It's really, it's really awesome. And if you've seen it before, you know exactly uh, how exciting that can be. All right. If you want to join us with a comment this afternoon, the Okinawa Jewelers Talk and Text Line is 504-260-1870. Calls and texts coming up. Kwanzaa continues today. It is day two, and the principle is self-determination. I'm Scoot on the air, and we'll be right back on WWL. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. You know, we're, we're going to play some bumper music uh, the, the rest of this week that is not technically New Year's Eve music, but if you listen to the lyrics, it applies to the celebration of a new year. And I guess sometimes we're challenged to accept change, maybe change that we don't always think is good, but maybe change that in the long run will really be very good. I'm Scoot on the air. A very happy new year. Happy Kwanzaa to those of you celebrating Kwanzaa, and uh, happy new year to those of you getting ready to uh, say goodbye to 2023 and you know, for some of you, it's a good riddance. For some of you, it's like, I can't wait for this year to be effing over. And, you know, the beginning of a new year, 2024, always uh, brings with it the hope that things are going to be different and things are going to be better. So we'll be talking more about that this week. But we're going to have a very positive attitude about the, the approach of a, of a new year. Let's go to the North Shore. Rain Man, you're on WWL. Hey, Scoot. How you doing, brother? I'm good. Uh, happy New Year to you, first of all. Same to you. Thank you kindly. All right, Scoop, this is a question I always have in my mind. Okay, this is what I always think. You think Ms. Gail Benson might call Jay Daniels and his family and see do he want to come to the Saints? And if he say yes, will she make it happen for him to come there? And I, and I pray God it would happen. She would call the man up his family and see Scoop. But that's all I hope for New Year, that we can get Jay, Jay Daniels to come and play for the Saints. we got to set out a year or two, let him come play you know, for the Saints. Would, I'd love to be, see that, brother. Rain Man, Happy New Year. I'm glad you called. It's just not that simple for Gail Benson to call up and say, you know, hey, Jay, Jay you, want, you want to come here? It's not that simple. It's much more complicated than that, and there, there, there's negotiations, there's the draft, and, you know, there is a possibility that the Saints will have an opportunity to pick him. It seems like there are a couple scenarios that would lead to that possibility, but there's, there's no guarantee that, that that's going to happen. And there are also a lot of other—look, Jaden Daniels would be awesome, especially because he, he played for LSU— but there are a lot of great young quarterbacks out there. And at some point, it seems like the Saints have got to maybe dedicate themselves to not, not just patching things together to get everybody hopeful that, hey, this is going to be another Super Bowl year. You know, we're going to, when it's just a, a, a patchwork team. 
at some point they're going to have to start to build around somebody. And I would think that the way the NFL is today, they really should be focusing on a quarterback who can run the ball. Because the Saints are a team that, uh, well, except for Taysom Hill when he's in there, we don't have a running quarterback. We really never have had a running quarterback to the, the point that quarterbacks are running today. But also, um, also the, the Saints' defense has, has not been good against running quarterbacks. So, you know, it seems like that's a direction the Saints need to, uh, need to think about. And, and I don't think you have to be an um, expert to figure that out. Uh, let's see. Also, the FDA is warning about fake Ozempic. There's a, apparently some fake Ozempic going on out there, and uh, they're warning wholesalers and retail pharmacies, healthcare workers, and patients to watch out for the Confederate Ozempic because this has become such a popular drug because it's helping people like instantly lose weight, essentially without exercising or, or worrying too much about diet. And I think it was for a, a diabetes treatment, and one of the side effects was losing weight, and so now people are being prescribed Ozempic to lose weight. So, you know, obviously when something becomes really popular, that's going to open the door for um, uh, fraudulent stuff to be out there, stuff selling, people selling stuff on, on, the, on the black market and stuff that isn't really real to get you to, uh, to, to buy into it. Also, we'll talk a little bit more about this later. Fox, a Fox News host is uh, wondering whether or not you could imagine a lesbian Virgin Mary coming to a church near you. That's going to be an interesting conversation. Also, there's a new word out um, that has been coined by a, a United Kingdom journalist, and it's about a new sexual identity, abrosexual. Have you heard of abrosexual? No, but I'm down. Yeah, well, we're going to talk about that this afternoon. And then I think, you know, we didn't get to this during Christmas, but we talked a little bit about it last year. And I think we have come very close to a definition about what is a Christmas movie. And Die Hard, in my opinion, is not a Christmas movie. So we're going to get into that conversation as well. And again, if you would like to nominate anybody who you think should be the uh, Scoot on the Air Person of the Year for 2023, um, you can send us a text or call us. And the Oakwood Heart Jewelers talk and text line is 504-260-1870. All right, let's go to Ian for some of your early text messages. I've got some great text picked out, but I do just want to dial it back to a minute. When you're, tell- you're talking about the Ozempic, yeah. and you were trying to use the word counterfeit Ozempic, but you said Confederate Ozempic. I said Confederate. I which meant is to say a, con- it's a different kind of yeah, Ozempic. That's a whole different kind. Of, that's, that's for those who, those who want to lose weight in the South. Yeah. It's the Confederate. Just for you guys. And and I just, I, I guess I made a confetti there and didn't say what I really wanted to say. Yeah, these things Hey, look, happen. you know what? It's the week between Christmas and New Year's, you know? Everybody's kind of relaxed. Yeah. yeah so I mean, are I, we. You know, I didn't bring it up because I enjoy poking at your mistakes. I just thought it was funny. Well, the other the other thing is just that I, I, I left my tea in the microwave when I came in the studio, so I haven't been able to sip my tea since the beginning of the show, and it's starting to get to me. Oh, no. It's okay. Oh, no. It's the okay. The whole thing's thrown off. I'll deal with it. Okay, well, I All got right. my tea in here. Uh, here's a text that says, please stop talking about the Saints and the playoffs. They're not going. And even if they do, they won't win anything. I'm so over this season. I get that. I mean, I get it. But I, look, don't don't get mad at me because I'm going to be optimistic. And as long as there's a chance, uh, I don't know how realistic it is, but as long as there's a chance, I'm I'm going to be optimistic. And that's that's my choice. But I, I totally understand how you feel about about the Saints. And but when you look at a team like um, the Baltimore Ravens and, and you look at teams like that that are playing at that caliber of play and then you think about the Saints, you know, we have a long 
Way to go. You know, I was thinking about how the Saints can win out for the rest of the season. I know that doesn't mean we'll be in the playoffs, but at least we can win the last two games. I thought of a good idea. What? Give them weapons. <laughs> like kick-ass, you know, like swords and stuff. See, I thought the weapons were people like uh, Chris Olave, but he's, you know, he's been he's been injured. Yeah, and, it's um, like a metaphorical weapon. I yeah, mean, like, I know. Like real weapons. Yeah, like, you know, those old-timey, uh, I think it's called a mace that they had back in medieval times, like the big ball at the end of a stick with the spikes oh, yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, try and beat us then. We got the, the O-line has all kind of stuff like that. That's right. Here's a text. Uh, <laughs> this is about me saying I went skiing in Colorado. This texter says, you got a couple of inches of powder? Sounds like you had a great vacation. <laughs> no, no, hey, no, that's funny. Come on, come on, that's 80s talk. <laughs> that's 80s talk. A couple of talk. inches? Yeah, I'll meet you in the <laughs> ER. Uh, here's a text that says, uh, we're talking about the SOTA person of the year. This person says, Coleman, I nominate Coleman and Newell Normand. Cantrell is the opposite of the person of the year. Well, yes, except that, you know, our definition of person of the year is going to be uh, kind of along the lines of uh, the New York, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Time Magazine's Time Magazine, person yeah. of the year. And that is the person that had the biggest impact on the news, not necessarily the 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 best person or nicest the brightest person, or the nicest yeah. person or the, the most positive person, but the person that had the biggest impact on the news. And, you know, there's like Dennis Allen, there's, there's Derek Carr, there's Ricky Loomis, there's, uh, there are a lot of people that had a, a lot of impact on the news this year. Uh, here's a text that says the man of the year should be soldiers like Matthew fighting for freedom over in Ukraine. Yeah, we understand that. Uh, we're just, you know, again, kind of doing a, a meta, uh, kind of a takeoff on um, uh, what uh, Time Magazine does with our own SO, SOTA Person of the Year. And that would include people that uh, Time Magazine wouldn't have included because, you know, we're down here in New Orleans. Hey, some people might think it's uh, Jaden Daniels, a Person of the Year. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, so give us your nominations and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll have a text off and announce the winner on, on the show on, on Friday. Yeah, you said you don't think Gail Benson can just pick up the phone and call Jaden Daniels and say, hey, come to the Saints and make it happen. Give me a shot. I'm very persuasive on the phone. If you've called into the show, you know. Yes, that's I true. Could, I could convince Jaden uh, to come to the Saints. Well, it's, I, I wish it were that easy that somebody could, because he might really want to come here. Um, you know, it's a business, so a lot of that comes down to money. But I'd, I'd like to think that the Saints could offer as much as uh, anybody else. I, you know, I don't have all the details about the salary cap and where we are, but it seems like there are enough scenarios being talked about that if the Saints get a chance at Jaden Daniels, they would probably take advantage of it. Uh, here's a text that says, uh, Mr. Beast, he's a young YouTuber that makes billions and puts almost all of that money back into the world. Most recently, Mr. Beast built 500 water wells in Africa so that these small provinces were not privy to clean water. He's been labeled a racist for doing this, but the kid is doing good, a lot of it. Are you familiar with Mr. Beast? I yes, I have seen. I've seen, I've a, couple. seen a couple of Mr. Yeah. Beast videos, and the stuff that he builds for just his bit, yeah, is remarkable. I, I'm trying to remember one that I that I I couldn't stop watching it. It was like a, it was a 20 minute video in three yeah. segments where I think I, they 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 had to stand inside of a circle. It's elaborate. And the circle kept getting smaller. And there, there was like no food, and there was one bathroom. Like there was a porta potty in the middle of the circle, and they start out with like eight hundred people or whatever, and you can't, I don't know, I couldn't remember. You couldn't sit down or you couldn't do anything except stand there, and then you know the last person standing gets a billion dollars or whatever. Uh, I'll leave you with this one. Um, oh shoot, where did it go? <laughs> a couple people have suggested. Uh, 
a, a person of the year. Here's, here's one person that says, Scoot, caller of the year. Got to go with Janice. Here's another text that says, <laughs> Janice for a person of the year. Uh, I guess we got to throw Janice in there. Hey, that would be quite, a, quite an honor. Yeah, I'm sure she'd be down. Yeah. She'd like that. All right. If you want to join us with a comment, the Okinawa Jewelers Talk and Text Line, 504-260-1870. Did you see the video of this alligator in Florida eating a python? No. Yeah, you know, they've got pythons and, and sure. boas. They've got them loose in the, in the Everglades. Yeah. Because apparently a long time ago, people were just kind of letting them go. Yeah. And they've become like massive beasts. And this, this, this alligator is like just like biting down on this just giant python in the Everglades. And this video of him eating it, a South Florida woman just captured this, this on video. Whoa. And oh my God! It's a it's a Burmese python. Whoa. Look at that! Holy smokes! Oh my God! He's biting him. Oh, he's squishing him. Oh, he's ch- he's tossing him around. Like, oh, he's a rag doll. Ooh, he's worrying that snake. Now, if if the if the python would oh have been able God. to get the, in the right position uh, against a tree or something and oh. wrapped himself around the alligator, he could have uh, squeezed the alligator to death. But uh, that didn't happen, and the alligator got the best of him. Yeah, the alligator walked away from that. Yeah, apparently wow. he said it tastes like chicken. Sorry for your troubles, snake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So the uh, Centers for Disease Control are uh, is out with now the 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 states that are experiencing the the highest and very high levels of respiratory illness activity. And here are the states with very high activity. Alabama, Colorado, Georgia, Mississippi, New Mexico, New York, North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee, and the state of Louisiana. So, look, stuff is out there. Uh, I, I read one article uh, that suggested that uh, maybe COVID has morphed into the flu. Anyway, hey, be careful out there. A lot of people are walking around sick. Well, we're already stupid. Let's just try not to get sick. I mean, it's one thing to be stupid. It's another thing to be stupid and sick. All right, yeah, be careful out there. I'm Scoot, and we'll be back on WWL. Well, the crisis at the border is getting worse. While both parties point fingers at each other, neither party really showing obvious signs that they want to work together and solve this. Because we need to understand, and this is a a hard truth, we need to understand that Republicans and Democrats like to have this as a political issue. Mainly the Republicans. Uh, This is a great political issue for them. The Democrats, Joe Biden uh, doesn't seem to know what to do. And and if he did, he's not he's not doing it. But there are thousands of 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 immigrants coming across the the, the border. Um, Many of them are being arrested. Many of them are being arrested, but they're coming across the border. And then there's another caravan. You know, we didn't we hear about the caravan when when uh, when in 2016, didn't we hear about the caravan when Trump was running for president? Yeah, the caravans have a tendency to pop up around elections. Exactly. So this one's a little different. Yeah. Well, next year's, well, we're a couple of days away from election year. Well, if they're timing it for the election, you guys could have wait a little bit longer. Yeah, maybe so. Uh, the, the, the sad thing is uh, we don't know what to do. Or we're not willing to work together as Republicans and Democrats to solve the problem. And, and I, I can't help it but think about those, those people. They just, they just want a better life for their families. Think about the trouble that you go to for your family. And I'm not asking you to be empathetic with illegal immigrants. Those who are, who are trying to get into this country for, with malicious intent. I'm, I'm not asking you to be empathetic for those, for those people. 
But you would do anything for your family. And that's what these people are doing. But think about what you're asked to do for your family. And then these are people who feel like their best option is to travel by foot across the, I mean, you know, you know how, how long Mexico is? That's one hell of a trek. And there are some people making that, making that trek to get to our border just for a better life for them and, and for their kids. And again, I know there's a lot of people who are not good people. But I, I think about some of the, the other people. And we just need to, to, to do a better job of discouraging those people from coming here. And I think, you know, maybe the rush may be the result of the possibility that Trump's going to get elected. And so that word spreads throughout Mexico and Central America. And people think if we're going to get to America and if we're going to get in, we better try and do it now. Because what if Biden's not president? What if Trump wins again? They hear about the polls. That word spreads among them. And so they think uh, our best shot is now. We better we better go now. So that could be part of it. So then the Biden administration needs to do a better job of letting them know, don't come here of demonstrating that we're just not going to let anybody in. And I don't think we let anybody in. A lot of people get in, but also you don't often hear about the the, the arrest record. But um, this massive migrant caravan apparently is on its way. 6,000 migrants have been walking for days. Many of the AP spoke with say they want a better future and they expect nothing good from the meeting. Mexican President Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador confirmed U.S. officials want his country to halt the flow of migrants by stopping them at the border with Guatemala and making it difficult to move across Mexico by train, truck or bus. Meanwhile, the caravan already passed Mexico's main inland immigration inspection point without being stopped. Officials expect them to tire and give up. No migrant caravan has ever walked the 1,000 miles to the U.S. border. I'm Julie Walker. All right, so the U.S. is pressing Mexico to do more with this surge of migrants. A top U.S. delegation plans to meet today with Mexican President Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador, who says he's willing to help the flow of migrants at the U.S. border from getting worse, but he says he wants to see progress in U.S. relations with Cuba and Venezuela, two of the top senders of migrants. And he says he wants to see more development aid for the region. This month, as many as 10,000 migrants were arrested daily at the southwest U.S. border. And Mexican industries were stung last week when the U.S. briefly closed two vital Texas railway crossings, arguing that border patrol agents had to be reassigned to deal with the surge. A non-rail border crossing in Lukeville, Arizona, remains closed, and operations are partially suspended in San Diego and Nogales, Arizona. I'm Donna Water. You know, if, if Mexico could do more, and it sounds like Mexico could do more, it seems like we're in a position to pressure Mexico to do more. I think Mexico needs us more than we need them as a country. I'm not talking about as people, but as, as, as a country. And it, it seems like we should be able to pressure them into doing a better job of controlling the migrants that get, that get to our border. And if not, then think of the things that maybe, the, I, I mean, I'm not, you know, in on all the inside uh, trading information and uh, stuff that goes on between the United States and, and, and Mexico. But it makes sense that we would have the power to uh, to punish them 
if they didn't do a better job. So why don't we let them get away with it? Have we got time for a couple of texts? I can give you a couple quick ones. Yeah, uh, here's a text that says, Chuck Schumer and the Democrats stayed over the Christmas holidays to work on the immigration problem at the border. Biden was behind Chuck Schumer staying there trying to work this out. They really want that Ukraine money passed and the money for Israel. So to say Biden is not really doing anything is just fake news. Well, okay, nothing's being done. And, and, and okay, that's fine that that, that, that gesture is, is being made. And, and you know, if, if Biden is doing, if Biden really is playing a vital role in this, then shame on the Democrats for not doing a better job of promoting it. I mean, if the Democrats are sitting back just expecting the Republicans to beat themselves because there's so much divide in the Republican Party, then the Democrats are just stupid. So the Republicans, though, they don't want this issue to go away because the worse the border is, the better it is for their chances to elect Donald Trump. And so it's kind of crazy because, you know, they don't care about people. They care about getting somebody elected. That I mean, that's what politics comes down to. It's about power. And so they're not going to ever admit it. But they don't mind if there's a crisis at the border. They don't mind if it gets worse. Don't forget that we were pretty close in 2013 and 14 to having some kind of comprehensive immigration reform, the thing that everybody always says they want. And House Republicans killed it because they saw no short-term benefit in taking that political football off of the table. We've never right. gotten that close to solving the problem. And so then, you know, I mean, this was a, this was a big issue when? 2016, when Trump was running. Yeah. And I, I still think that, you know, word may have, you know, word, word, word spreads. I mean, the, the, you know, there's this, um, there's, a, there's a, a, a collective communication that goes on. And, and the, the, the migrants know. They're, they're told that Trump may get back in and that Trump is leading in many polls. And if he gets back in, it's going to be harder for them to get in. So that's why they're trying to race here now. I'll just leave you with one more. We're nominating the SOTA Person of the Year. This texter says we could have co-persons of the year. Kim Mulkey and Jay Johnson. Wow. You know what? That's Love pretty that. cool. Yeah. All right. If you want to join us with a comment, the Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line is 504-260-1870. 2023 coming to an end. And uh, this week we'll continue to remember some of the things about 2023. And boy, Rudy Giuliani really had a rough year. Rudy, you blew it when you sucked up to Trump. Look at the trouble you're in now. I'm Scoot and we'll be back on WWL. This was the last song the Supremes released, and it was their final number one hit, Someday We'll Be Together. Happened on this day in 1969. I'm Scoot, and we'll be back with, uh, with a lot more. I, I want to talk about the uh, slight controversy that erupted yesterday over uh, the celebration of Kwanzaa. And yesterday's uh, first day principle was unity. But there's something about unity that drew some attention on the show yesterday. And uh, we're going to try to explain a little bit more about that today. Also, the Thibodeau police officer that shot the dog, did the dog really need to be shot and killed? That's coming up on WWL. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 